Hello. Oh, hello. And welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. Mean, 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 mean. I'm Jeff. You sound a little subdued <laughs> talking to the Jake of this po- of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> talking to the Jake of this podcast. I'm, I'm a little getting over something. Yeah? Non-COVID. I'm testing myself regularly. Hoping to test positive so you can work from home for two weeks? Logistically, that sounds like a nightmare, but yes, that would be rad. <laughs> yeah, logistically, it just sounds like a wreck. Yeah, I, nobody would. Yeah, yeah COVID, birthday yeah, coming that up. Sounds, that sounds awful. The boys' birthdays coming up, so no. Anyways, you're back. I'm back at work. Yes. yes. Also, uh, back in black. Feeling sprite, feeling engaged. You, you know, like you seem, you seem encouraged for now until okay. it until it beats me down. Okay, again. yeah, it will. It's three days. Yeah. Give it some time. Give it another I day like or so. I like you encouraged, though. Look, I mean, it's nice to um, it's nice <laughs> to feel competent at something sure. because as a parent, you fail like. Nine times out of ten. Yeah, it's constant failure in calibrations. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that didn't work. Oh, that also didn't work. Oh, he's screaming again. Yeah. Oh, he's not sleeping for the fourth night in a row. Yeah. You just feel like you're constantly, like, not doing things right. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to, like, I still don't, there's still a lot of shit I don't know about my job. Uh, because who can know everything? Like that job is so expansive. Yeah. But it's nice to be in a place one talking to like adults again. Like, yeah. I can't tell you how uh, <laughs> like lonely it can get here mm. when you're so ice. Like, and I was like poor like poor Kylie. She's been way more isolated right. than I have uh, because I like you know she sacrificed so i could have like at least an outlet once per week whether it's going duck hunting once per week or like going to the coast and you know photographing the king tide stuff like that like playing xbox on saturday nights. she took the brunt of it so that i could have you know some mental health breaks which so appreciative of but being able to be in a place where i won i feel like um I, like, I, I'm like, oh, I know shit, and I know shit at a pretty like, yeah. high level. Where I was pe- wondering if you'd come right back in. Uh, you know, it took me a little while. Yeah. I was staring at, um, so we have this thing called Kitchen Sink, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. like, it has, it's basically a, a directory for mm. all of the major apps that we use, and yeah. there's like 72 of them, and that's not even all of them. That's like, it's crazy, but they're all like acronyms. Mm-hmm. And I am sitting there and I was like for at least 10 minutes on Tuesday, which was my first day back in yeah. the office, staring at Kitchen Sink. I'm like, what is the name of that app where you can pull up the old notices that were sent to people? I <laughs> I must have clicked on 10 different. Really? I must have clicked on 10 different uh, applications yeah. before I finally realized, oh, ORS. Yeah. So how did you find it? Just by grand, just clicking? Uh, I kept thinking it started with a P. Okay. Um, and then I, w- I, then I was like, no, that's not it. Nope, that's not it. I, it was basically trial and error until it finally clicked uh, in my mind. Like, oh, no, it's this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I felt like a loser there, but it's slowly starting to come back. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Today, yeah. I, 
um, like today, my uh, my little cubicle partner mm-hmm. uh, asked me a couple of questions, and I was like, Oof, "We'll see if I remember." Yeah, and thankfully, yeah, yeah. and then then talking it out, things started coming. Yeah. Back. So I'm uh, my re- thankfully my re- it doesn't take long for my recall no. memory to come. No, back, your so. memory has always been super impressive. Well, good. And I mean, I haven't worked with you at all since you've been we worked, back. We worked together for two hours today. Yeah, it was a few hours. I love that. It was. It was. I love that. The uh, Coalition of the Willing is like acknowledged there mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> by even like the assistant manager is like acknowledging. I didn't call it that. I thought about calling it that, but mm-hmm. I didn't know if she would think that was weird. But when she was talking to us about you, me, and Matt, I was like, yeah, Coalition of the Willing, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is funny that we all ended up working at the same place. <sighs> oh, yeah. It's funny how stuff works out like it's that. It's weird. It's weird. But it was a good opportunity, you know, and got to take it. We're enjoying it. Oh, absolutely. Um, gosh, dude, I was going to tell you, There's, uh, I'm sure you have things to talk about because I've been f- looking at your social media pages. I... I've been looking at your <laughs> posts on threads. If it ain't Twitter now, it's definitely threads. I see you out there. I've been on threads. I lot. give you a little like just so you know I'm watching. I saw it. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's checking in on me. Oh, yeah. Um, I did want to say, how did you know that I was at the grotto? Like, I know that you saw the picture, mm-hmm. but have you been there? Yeah. For I've, what? Mass. I'm Catholic, oh. remember? I grew up Catholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't say I'm Catholic. I don't practice. Right, 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 but, right. Uh, yeah, I grew like up. When? I grew up Catholic. Like for like special events? Uh, Easter Mass. Okay. I've uh, been there for Christmas Mass. In that sanctuary? Uh, Black uh, Good Friday Mass. In that room? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Dude, I went to Catholic Church one time, and that was. Anyway, so <laughs> it's uh, it's not fundamentalist, but it is very. Uh, I mean, it's doc. It's uh, it's orthodox. Like it's sure. very uh, cultish. It's, they're all cultish, <laughs> but the uh, it's something I've always uh, I've always admired personally sure. about and this is the conservative in me okay. is the institutionalization nature mm. of the Catholic Church how traditional the yeah, Catholic Church long is long periods of time Yeah I mean it's been around forever and yeah. everything but it's I like that there's a I like there's a high, there's a hierarchy and mm. you could go to a church you could go to a church you know, theoretically, and it doesn't okay. always work out this way. But you could go to a you could go to a Catholic mass in Vancouver, Washington, mm-hmm. or go to one held by, uh, you know, Pope. Uh, why can't I? Uh, this is how bad of a Catholic guy. Yeah, I cannot think of his, I cannot think of his Boo name. This man. <clears throat> I don't know. One. Uh, I. I. This is so bad because he's actually a very very good pope. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you could uh, just say the Pope. The Pope. Okay. I tried. I tried to make myself sound smarter <laughs> yeah, by knowing yeah, yeah. his name, and then I completely failed. Uh, or you could go to literally the Vatican and, yeah. and hear one given uh, a hear a mass given by the Pope, and you'd get the same messaging, the same uh, theology about mm-hmm. the Bible and mm-hmm. and uh, and belief system. Right. So, I mean, whereas non non denominational, you could just go to whatever pastor's church, you know, and whatever he decides his interpretation of the Bible is, and that's what that's the mm. kind of sermon you're going to get. Uh, and so there's really no like doctrine around like doctrine sure, around sure, it. Sure, it's sure. just kind of up to the interpretation of the head of the church. And I like that the head of the church... Don't you think it's up to the interpretation of you? Well, I mean, I think I've always... I, I have kind of adopted this saying that my grandpa has always said, okay. which is the God of my understanding. Um, oh, okay. And I think that... Uh, I like that. 
Uh, I think because um, everybody's relationship with God is going to be individual. Yeah. And although I do believe in God, I've really shied away from religion. Yeah. Organized. um, Organized religion. And so, like, I think the God of my understanding, like, there's no way like the I don't I just don't feel like a compa- the compassionate God that's dis- described in the second in the in the New Testament mm-hmm. would be this would be what a lot of religions make him out to be. Mm, and true, I'm like true. I just don't I I just don't believe I just don't believe that yeah. because there's nothing there's nothing wrong with gay people. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with so many of these things at the church. Right. Uh, whether it's Tattoos. whether it's Protestant or Catholic is yeah. is so staunchly against. Right. So um Anyway. But I guess that's also the interpretation of the word. Yeah, true. I, 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 I just feel like, at least with the Catholic Church, it's a lot harder because of the way that the, the hierarchy and the structure works of mm-hmm. it all. It's very hard for individuals to kind of just, I think, I feel like, um, distort it for individualistic purposes. Yeah. Whether whether it's self whether it's uh, whether it all ends up being just self-serving for the church as an as the Catholic Church as an entity. Right. But there's just something about sure. like when you look at uh you look at non-denominational like these mega churches, mm-hmm. uh the televangelists and sure. stuff like that, there is so much access there. Mm-hmm. And you know, the same with the Catholic Church, right? These the beautiful cathedrals right. and uh but at the but at the same time, priests take a vow of poverty in the mm. Catholic Church, uh, whereas like these priests, like anybody can pop up a church. Jet setting, dude. <laughs> I'm trying to start a church. I, I'm telling you, man, it's like I, it's it it, it uh, it's kind of it's kind of gross, especially yeah. when you see the type of ideology and rhetoric that's getting put out these mm. days. And then uh, you look at the abuse that is rampant around yeah. all like all branches of clergy. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's you know, and th- and that's just that's not just specific to Christianity. Right, right, right. That's in Islam. That's yeah, in Judaism. Yeah. Uh, but it's yeah. power, dude. It's power, it's and, power. And, and and that's that's the I, I yeah I think that's that's perfect. Uh, it's perfect. You put it's it. The it, human it, element. it all comes down to to power. Yeah. And I think the more you can. On the flip side of that, I think the more you can diffuse that and make it. That's why I've mm. I've stopped practicing as much as like. I just want to con- I want to have control over my own relationship. You want with your God. own power, dog. I want, I want control over my own relationship <laughs> sure, with God. Sure, uh, it's beautiful up there, down there. Isn't oh, yes. it at back, the, back to the grotto? Yeah, isn't it at the base of Mount Scott? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, this time I was a little more attentive to my surroundings. I went by myself. Ah, um, this okay. was. Alex was performing with David Douglas High School with mm. my alma mater. I remember you've told me she's uh, she's um, performed there before. She's so the concert choir always performs there every year, mm-hmm. and it was one of my favorite things to do when I was in concert choir for the three years that I got to do it. Um, and so there were times when, um, but you know, when Alex was growing up and there was no students that I knew that went to David Douglas. Jen and I, while we were dating, we would go to the grotto and watch David Douglas perform just because I love the teacher. I love the program. I love, you know, fuck that school. Choir means a lot to me Mm -hmm. because it's the only it's the only person in the whole school who got my teachers together and said, what's going on with Jeff? And they were like, Chris, your class is the only class it goes to, dude. And it was like, oh, okay." So that was that means everything to me, which also I told you and for the audience to know. January will be 20 years since I got kicked out of high school. 
<laughs> so they did it right after Christmas break. He came back from Christmas break. Yeah, it was, like, the, it was hey, the new semester. We, uh, hey, we got to talk. Yeah. Mm. They're like, you ain't going to graduate, dude. And I'm like, well, yeah, I know. So I'm on permanent Christmas vacation? Yeah, so you're done. And that's what they said. You're done. And I'm like... That's how they phrased it? She was a bitch, that's dude. so callous. She was like, so you're done. And I was like... And I said this. I said, don't you think you could have like intervened at some point sooner? And she was like, we tried. And I go, was that by sending me to in-school suspension? Because I'm, I'm just not going to come to school if that's what I'm facing. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, well, you're just done here. And I was like, okay. That was it. Anyways, so going there to see Alex perform, um, I got emotional, dude. And that's what I was going to talk to you about is like, kids make me so soft. Mm. They soften me so much. And I was talking to Jen about this like while I was there watching it and watching her. And she's so animated when she's singing. And it's she's so fun to watch. Because a lot of times kids are just like, but she's like into it. She's feeling it. So not only is she in the concert choir, but she is in the most prestigious choir of that school, Troubadours, which is just like eight girls. Mm. And they crush. So the concert choir performs. Then the eight girls come forward. And then as Troubadours, they perform like four or five songs. Then went back to the concert choir. And then they all sang to to close it up. Um and I was just thinking about how soft, like, I remember, you know, that period of, of arguing semantics, that period of thinking you're always right. And when I was in that chaotic period of my early adulthood, just thinking I knew everything before I met Jen, Alex was born and it changed me entirely. It softened me up. I was like, dude, this is a, I love this kid. I love her. I got to be better, man. I got to be better for her. And then, you know, I changed a little bit. It wasn't the greatest, but I improved. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now that I have my own kids, it's like, okay, I really got to be better because they're learning every day from me. Mm -hmm. But I was just watching her and I was just like getting all choked up. And I told Jen, I said, you know what? One day when I die, I think that these will be some of my favorite memories. Mm. Yeah. Going to the grotto and watching watching her sing. Yeah. I don't know. And I was thinking about that that notion of the kids soften me. And I guess that's better than the opposite of it. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, yeah. (laughs) Speaking of, uh, of clergy. Yeah. Right. Um, it was just beautiful. I love that kid, man. And I just, I love, I, there's just these moments, these, these changes that I've experienced in my life. Mm -hmm. And there's a few, there's, Two really significant ones that might seem weird, but they've had the same internal change that I felt. Hmm. It's one, having a new value and appreciation for kids. Sure. And adoring kids. And like when I come here and I see your kids, it makes me happy. Like I feel joy when I see them. I'm like, man, look at him. He's getting so big. And she actually looks like a human being. Like mm-hmm. she's got a face now. Like it's just like, I don't know. To me, it's the adventure of watching them grow. It's mm-hmm. exciting for me. And exciting for other kids too. When my nephews, my nieces, or sometimes when I see kids at work and they come to the window and they're being silly and I'll talk to them sometimes. Like it's just, I just have a different outlook on mm. kids. And dogs was the other one that changed. Oh, yeah. I used to like be kind of neutral about dogs Mm. and i don't know what changed but one day i was like you know what i fucking love dogs (laughs) 
And I love dogs, dude. Did, did you grow up with dogs? Yeah, oh, yeah. You did? Oh, yeah. And I loved my dog, mm-hmm. but I didn't appreciate other people's dogs oh. at all. And then I think it was a few summers ago, I was just like, I think I like all dogs now. And like one dog, my buddy from work, his dog was. Sl- I were sitting. I was sitting in a camping chair, and his dog was slobbering all over my sleeve. And I, he was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." And it was it was everywhere, dude. I said, "It's all right, dude. He's a dog. Like it's fine." Mm-hmm. I, and I would have the same reaction with kids, right? If kid a kid dinked my door on my car, it's a kid, man. That's what's what happens. Sure, a ball hit it. They fell into it, whatever. Yeah. So those two little creatures. Well, I mean, they've always said like, what are the two, the the two the two living beings that can always tell, uh, you know, good people or not, or oh. kids and dogs, and how kids and dogs react to you. It's a good indicator of who you are underneath the veneer. Mm. So, points to you. Well, no, maybe they don't like me, and I'm just. Have, I have like you ever them. seen? Have you ever seen kids run away from you? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Have you yeah. ever seen dogs just bark at you when you walk into a room? Just yours. Yeah, because <laughs> my dogs are, neurot- are neurotic. <laughs> yeah, no, not really. Uh, uh, my sister-in-law's dog bit my butt once, but mm. that was it. He was a little... I mean, you're bit. never going to be 100%. There's yeah. always going to be some kids who don't like you, and there's always going to be some dogs that yeah. shy away. But, I mean, that could be for different reasons. For they sure. They have different traumas in their back- background. Yeah. Whatever, but I don't know what it is. Those yeah. two things lately, I'm just hey, vibing what, with... Whatever some... softens you up, man. Is that a good thing? I mean, I think it. Be, I mean, what what is the definition of softening up as a human being? Is it becoming more empathetic, more understanding? Yes, if those are good. Th- those are good qualities to have. But like, I like get choked up at commercials and shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Like the Canine Advantix commercial? No, 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 no. Like, uh, like I, I guarantee you, like. If I saw that Toyota commercial you mentioned a few weeks ago mm. with the dad and the son and like them doing this adventure and experience and the, the oh dude that that one got me that's what I'm saying that one got me and I don't and I am I I you're have, hardened having you kids, haven't been having yet. kids made me ant go from anti kid to uh-huh. uh, unless it's like a friend's kid yeah for sure I I I've always enjoyed. Cheyenne's company yeah like I I get a kick out of her I'm sure everyone does I'm sure if I got it if I I lived with her it'd be completely different I completely I 100% understand thank you for acknowledging but as a (laughs) ancillary piece to her puzzle I enjoy her I've always enjoyed her company yeah I like my friend, my my friend, uh, and I. Especially the littler the kid, yeah, the harder I have the ability Mm. to um to to talk to them i think the line of demarcation for me is can yeah. you solve x in a basic algebraic equation because <laughs> what do you mean if you know how to solve if you can, al- do that, if you can solve algebra i think you we, can relate we, i can relate to the kid, oh i will say with the boy you've always been very good with him i try you've always been very well, good because with him. It, because it's a friend's kid and i uh-huh. feel like i can be a little bit more open sometimes yeah, it's yeah. like a a, a not a stranger's kid right. or but but somebody who's like I'm not really friends with mm-hmm. has a kid. I don't like where do I put my hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I don't really know what to do. I don't really yeah. know how to relate because my mom's a teacher and I would go in for take your child to work day mm-hmm. a lot when I was in high school and like when she was my mom taught third grade, mm-hmm. I had such a hard time. You should go with her next year. 
my mom's a reading like unfortunately oh. my mom's a reading specialist now she how awesome would that classroom. be as an adult kid it'd be so weird <laughs> that'd be awesome. but then when i my mom started teaching fourth graders <laughs> yeah and what grade were you high school i was in high yeah, school yeah. I could relate to the fourth graders so much more than I could the third graders. I don't know what the difference was. The math, probably. Uh, I think, if, I, <laughs> but just the ability to like actually for them to get kind of sarcasm a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, was, was such a big like indicator of my ability to relate to mm. the kids. So like, uh, that's a great point. So I went from uh, I went from being just basically anti kid mm-hmm. to when that, now having my own kids, being neutral about kids that aren't in my circle uh-huh. uh to so that's about where i'm at like, okay I, okay i can see kids screaming and be like that doesn't annoy me because i know how that is yeah, yeah, yeah. and i have empathy for those parents yeah. like they don't want their kids screaming but what really are you gonna do right um dogs i have always had dogs in my mm-hmm. life but i really like once again, it's kind of the same rule. I don't give a shit about. Isn't that I just, weird? I don't really give a shit about dogs. Other people's dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't really care. Yeah. I'm like, cool. The only time I like other people's dogs is because I have really bad social anxiety. So if I go to somebody's else's like house, uh, like a yeah, house yeah. party, whether it's for like whatever, mm-hmm. if they've got a dog, that dog's my best friend. Because I'm pretty I sure can... you chilled with my dog the whole time at your bachelor party. Exactly. <laughs> like that. That like I get like yeah. me and the dog. We understand each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll just go pet your dog off, yeah. in a, off in a corner, and that's that's my safe yeah. place, and I love it. You're chilling. But other than that, just like, I don't know. Like, going to the dog park, like, we had this weird thing where we would go to the, back when we when Tucker was a puppy. Yeah, yeah. We'd, we had this whole dog, uh, this whole, like, dog golden community. Oh, yeah. Uh, and... What I couldn't give I couldn't give a shit about other people's Then goldens. why were you doing it? Kylie. <laughs> Kylie, Kylie made friends with uh, with the other girls who had goldens. Well, shame on her. <laughs> I hate dog park dogs. Dog park dogs. Yeah, which is antithetical to everything I just said. <laughs> but it's a. I think it, I think you have a great point as far as being a time and a place mm-hmm. for a dog interaction. Yes, it's not the dog park. Yeah, the dog park. One, I just I don't think if I ever had dogs, if when I get if I ever get dogs again, because. Yeah. I don't know if I'll survive these two passing. Yeah. Um, but if I ever get dogs again, yeah. I will not take them into the dog. We talked dog about park. being done after these two. Yeah. Yeah. It might be two. Yeah. Like Dexter was brutal. Yeah. Devastating. I still don't think you guys are, and you probably will never be fully over it. No. But I can, I, I can see it just yeah. in the way both you and Jen have mentioned Dexter. Yeah. Like, it's how much she can't even look at videos yeah, of him still. Yeah, how much that affected. Yeah, you. it was gnarly. But since then, we have Logan, right? Harrison, he did such. He was such a good comfort through that time. He was awesome. Mm-hmm. But really, he doesn't give a shit about me or Jen. It, he's a kid's dog. Mm. No, it, when it, when before Cheyenne came home, he, Alex was there. Later, bitches, he was sitting with Alex. He was with Alex always. Now that Cheyenne's there, he's Cheyenne's little shadow. Always. And then we get Logan and we got Logan to like Jen loved that camaraderie and that bond she had with Dexter. Mm-hmm. He's my fucking dog. Dude. He's my <laughs> dog. He yeah. follows me everywhere. He's with Jen when I'm not there. Mm-hmm. 
But when I'm home, it's like later, and mm-hmm. it's like that is exactly how it was with Dexter. Mm-hmm. I was Haven't just you there. said Palms are very loyal to their one, one person? person yeah. yeah. And I I was telling her the other day, I'm like, how did that happen? She's like, I don't know. Like, you just yeah. became his dude. And I'm like, that's so weird. And it's it's scary because of I know how devastating Dexter was for me and Jen, mm-hmm. more specifically to Jen. So what's going to happen when it's my dog yeah. or your dog? Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, Kylie jokes about this, but like she's said, like when it's time for like if people are saying we got to put down Tucker, she's just going to uh, change her name, change Tucker's name to Carlos and yeah. they're going to just flee. Yeah. And like not allow it to happen. Yeah. And, and she says it jokingly, but I know she's not joking. Yeah. Just feed him that whatever silver and just mummify him. <laughs> I, I honestly I don't like uh, I have a whole plan for like what's going to happen with but it sounds morbid but i have a whole i have a whole plan for when bo goes you're gonna eat him no okay then no i'm going to uh <laughs> you know cremate him and yeah. then um take a little bit of his ashes on every single hike i go and and leave leave it for there sure and leave it there for because sure i could have guessed that yeah because he's yeah. like like my my name for um every mountain bo pees on i call it we call it bo mountain mm. so it's like oh, i'm going to bo mountain like on a hike that's every it's just, mountain it's just every mountain like what do you mean by what do you mean that's what do you amazing. mean by bo mountain what do you mean by bo mountain oh like we're the one in oregon <laughs> like everyone yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So. oh that's cool yeah it's going to be devastating but you, you fell know, in love. it's it's the uh, it's the price you pay for you know yeah. 10 years of just the the most true love any any living being can really give you yeah. because they ask for nothing in return. Mm-hmm. It's unfair for like, how did we end up on this timeline of like domesticated dogs where there are buddies in this time yeah. and space and companions mm-hmm. and. Yeah. It makes you wonder how we'll view other animals that aren't our pets in the future. Like if that's going to start changing mm-hmm. like to the point where, Maybe we start understanding a little bit more about animal cognition, mm. and maybe we're a little bit less shitty to to animals. Yeah, because I think there's this real belief that like animals just don't feel pain, which is like psychotic. Dude. Yeah, psychotic. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. Um, yeah, I, I get caught in this trap of where like. Not only do I hunt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like I buy like I buy meat from the grocery. Sure. Like yeah. that is like that is industrial. That is the industrial meat industry. Yeah. Like, supporting that is like is awful. It's it awful. is awful. Yeah. But I haven't got I haven't gotten to the point where I can just be vegetarian yet. Mm. I, like those truck those chicken trucks right by. Oh my god. And I dude. instantly hate myself. I know. <laughs> and then I go to Wendy's and I order a Nasiago chicken club. <laughs> And then you're like, I don't hate myself that much. This feels nice. <laughs> I don't hate myself enough to stop eating. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, event. I think. I think there will be a time where I do end up going vegetarian. Um, could you ever like? I'm sure you could, right? Or just only, only eat the meat of things that I like. Can track. Yeah, like or, or like, beef. I know were like was like raised in a way that wasn't just like literally in a meat packing pen. plant yeah, and pen yeah. to hold their whole lives. And <sighs> like, that's, a, that's, that is in itself mm-hmm. such uh sh- such a sign of privilege when you can be like, Oh, I will pay extra mm. to have the meat that like the cow, at least he was happy when he was alive. I don't think so. 
And instead, I, I flip it to the other way and go, how fucked up is it that humans are like, this is just a mindless beast that we're going to run through this conveyor belt, chop up and eat later? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it's a, it's a privilege. It's, it's an acknowledgement of how just gross. Yeah, but some people can only afford the meat that comes sure. from that. Sure, and sure, like, sure. That's going to be their only source of protein. Sure. And prior to industrialization of whatever mm-hmm. the industry was whether it's meat packing or you know it's Fudge. steel can can steel can you know all <laughs> of these things that were like luxuries yeah a hundred years ago are yeah. now like readily accessible by like 90 something percent mm. of the population can go to the store and buy yeah buy beef like right. that wasn't a thing that most people in the turn of the century most families yeah. in the turn of the century could afford unless yeah. you either had your own farm or you were part of like you know a the middle class or the upper like mm-hmm. or the elites um and now due to you know the price dropping because of um availability mm-hmm. and supply mm-hmm. uh it's it's a um it's it's available um for a wider range of people and more people are healthier because you know a red meat diet at mm-hmm. least for a lot, I mean, for humans is, is almost a necessity because most people, if they want to get their protein in other sources, it's going to be expensive. Sure. Like a a vegan vegetarian, vegan slash vegetarian diet is not a cheap option Mm, for a lot of people. And with how many people are in poverty in this country, especially it's, it's a double-edged sword because how are we going to feed our population to make sure they're healthy? But at the same time, like there's a lot of fucked up shit happening to animals. Do you eat a lot of red meat? No, not that much. I mostly I mostly eat um, chicken, turkey. Me too. If I eat any sort of, I don't even like. Uh, is pork considered white meat? I think so. It's like pink when you cook it, but then it's <laughs> white when it comes out. I don't eat it, dude. You don't I, eat pork? No, I'll eat like ham sometimes and bacon sometimes, but mm. not like pork, like pork chops or like pork loins. We had Jen bought like a pork loin because it was like on sale, and I'm like, don't do that again. I am not a fan. Hmm. Speaking of, you know, I love to I love to cook. I okay. love to cook. And we got a turkey loin and I was like, oh man, I'm gonna look up some sweet recipes on how to like bake this and season it. And I did it all up and I ate it and it was so delicious. And Cheyenne was like, Dad, do you want do you want my turkey? I'm not into this. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, I just, I don't like it. I'll, I'll eat something else. And I'm like, oh, okay. So then I was like. That's soul crushing. I was like, I'm going to fucking do it again. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make this one better. Looked up a different recipe, different seasonings, did it. She's like, is this the same as the last one? And I was like. Oh, that's just a kid who doesn't know I was food. like, listen, dude. I was like, well, it's, it's the same meat. It, it's, I cooked it differently. And she's like, yeah, not, not, it's be- it's better than the last time. And I was like, okay. And Jen's like, whoa, dude, better than the last time. She's like, that doesn't feel good to hear. And then she's like, well, I don't, I don't know. And I was like, all right, all right. I have two, two, two ends to this story. I'll get to the first chicken, turkey one. So then I was like, I told Jen, I go, I'm not going to season this shit at all. I'm just going to throw it in the oven. Fuck it. She's like, okay. Cheyenne loved it. I didn't put a single seasoning on it, Jake. Not one. And she was like, "Dad, what is this?" And I was like, "Why?" And she goes, "It's really good." She ate the every every piece on her plate. She loved it. 
That's a that's a plot twist and a Nazi coming. Dude, I put nothing on it. So I need to know what yeah. were the what were the seasonings that you put on the first one and the seasonings you put I'm on almost the always one? use pep paprika and everything. Paprika. I, lo- I love paprika. I love it. That's a smoky that's yes. a smoky flavor yeah. on the turkey. A little bit of thyme. Yeah, thyme's good. Uh uh parsley? I don't remember. Okay. Pepper, a little bit of pepper, salt, um, some other ones. Uh, uh, onion. Pow- uh, what's it called? Onion powder? Yeah, it's onion, onion powder. A yeah. little bit of garlic. Mm-hmm. Actual garlic, like diced garlic. Oh, you put, oh, you did actual diced garlic. Yeah. yeah. Not a fan. She didn't like it. So then I was like, all right, this kid has got to start getting some autonomy here. She's she's going to be 15 years old. Let's, you know, she she makes sandwiches all by herself. Let's get her let's get her cooking a yeah, little bit. Yeah, don't be Jake. I'm I'm trying to avoid that. <laughs> so, we're like the other day we're going to go we're going to do breakfast for dinner. Mm, so, okay. um Did you ever scramble the eggs? I did. So, I was like, "All right, here's what I need you to do. Crack the eggs, put a little bit of milk in there, whip them up, and then uh, you know, and then we're going to cook them and you're going to mix them and just make sure they scramble." And she's like, "Okay." So, <clears throat> she does it. And uh, we we finished bre- dinner and we're sitting down. We're eating it, and I'm, I'm eating the eggs. And I take a bite of the egg shell. Yes, uh... and I go, oh, I found a nice little uh, shell surprise in here. And then she, I was like, and she just drops her head. I go, what's wrong? And she goes, nothing. I go, don't worry, it's better than last time. <laughs> and she was just like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. And Jen well done. goes, "You see how that hurts?" And I and she's like, "Yeah." I go, "Look, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but it's different when you make it. Mm-hmm. When you have pride in something that yeah. you're going to make for other You've people, got a personal investment in it. Yeah, you're yeah. trying to hope that they'll enjoy it. And I said, "It's not that I'm not I'm not enjoying this, but there was a shell in there." And she goes, "I thought I got them all out." I said, "Yeah, but you didn't. So next time, make sure they're all out." There you go. God, kids too. Anyways, what do you have on the docket for today? Uh, so um, won't jump straight into politics because I'm sure that everybody is trumped out. Can I tell you about Fortnite real quick? Yeah. You know how much I love Legos? Yes. So Fortnite has, dude, this game is taking over gaming entirely. I, everybody's playing it. So Fortnite has now is now on this new season. It's standard Fortnite, right? Mm-hmm. Ever for third person shooter. But now they've added an a Lego game within with in partnership with Lego. It is you you go to Fortnite, you select the Lego game type, you're a minifigure, and it's essentially Minecraft. You are surviving in a Fortnite world with like some Le- everything's Lego. You can build Legos, mm-hmm. but it's survival just like Minecraft. Oh, so you're not doing it. You're not playing against. It's not shooters. You you might be surviving in the same world as others, Mm -hmm. but it's a survival game. You're not trying to kill others. I don't know if you can. I haven't played it. I tried to queue it up today, and all the lobbies were. I can imagine it's very, very popular. And then tomorrow, they're doing race tracks with in partnership with um, Rocket League. Jeez. And then. There's a, a tease to a Guitar Hero slash like rock band type game mode that's coming. How are you going to? I don't I don't know. That crazy. game is taking over. And it's free to play, which is crazy. The entire world. I just I, had to bring hey, that I up. I love that it's free to play because fuck the pay to play. Yeah. Uh, 
game uh, game companies. There was a huge update in Call of Duty. Uh, yeah, season one started. Yeah. I mean, I still play that piece of shit, but... <laughs> that piece of shit uh the the there's, oh. honestly there's there, as far as a first person shooter goes yeah. there still is nothing better yeah first person for sure yeah we played fortnite today it was kind of a little it was fun mm-hmm. me and dimitri got a win but let me say this last thing just to trigger you piss you off and then we can move on <laughs> okay uh all your classes that you've built mm-hmm. are gone of course you still have all the equipment mm-hmm. unlocked just every class that you've constructed and have put because together. This, this has been the beta still, right? Up until I think now. so. Yeah, they've been treating it as if it's the yeah. beta. So now they've wiped it and you have to rebuild them all. They're all unlocked. Yeah. You just have to remember what pieces you have. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> That's what I I was so pissed, dude. I was like, are you kidding me? And Dimitri, I finally had them tuned too. I said I said, Dimitri, it is embarrassing how much I put into these classes. I named them all. Mm-hmm. You, like, name, you named them? I thought they had, like, witty names. Oh, nice. Like, uh, Assault was called Salt. Nice. Uh, 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 the LMG. Mm-hmm. You know the... Ligma? The, Ligma. Yeah. The classic Ligma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like... And Snipe was... Uh, 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 what's it? I always say Sniper, no Snipey. Mm-hmm. So it was Swiper, because that's from Dora the Explorer. Oh. They always tell Swiper. Swiper, no Swipey. So I always say Sniper, no Snipey. So now it was called Swiper. I was so into it and so yeah. proud of all these classes. That's annoying. Yeah. I do want to play the new Warzone map. We played it. Any good? It's the Zombies map. Oh. Yeah. Does it look anything like Verdansk? Uh, it was actually more fun okay. than the mo- more recent ones. The Almazra was better than the Island one. The Island one was unplayable. Yes. I'm still waiting for uh, Rebirth Island yes, to come back. Yes, I'll come. I'll I'll get back really into the game when Rebirth Island. Comes Dimitri back. was like, "Have you played Warzone at all?" And I'm like, "I haven't." And he goes, "Do you want to try it?" And I was like, "Sure." We didn't play it hardly at all in War uh, Modern War- Modern Warfare One. That's all we played. Yeah, Modern Warfare Two. I think all we did basically was multiplayer. Was multiplayer. Yeah, we got a couple wins on the Rebirth mm. uh, on a Sheikah Island. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and we did get we did get one or two wins on uh, the hall the Dutch Holland, um, what I was hate that? That map. That's a terrible map. Yeah, get rid of yeah. the water. But this map is very well lit. That's nice, and it's less height. That's good. Yes. Almazra had way too much. Yeah, I think you'll like yeah. it. Okay. You should try it. I, I I will forever miss Verdansk. Yeah, that shit was the perfectly designed. Map. Yeah, I didn't like when they put the Verdansk eighty four. I did not like that. Oh no! no when no. they went back yeah. and they put that like radio tower mm-hmm. up, I hated that. Mm-hmm. And the soccer stadium wasn't built yet. Yeah. Yeah. The original yeah. day one launch for dance. Yeah. Yep. They'll bring it back one day. I, I think they're not doing it mostly because they're like, I, I, I think it's a pride thing. Really? I think it's a pride thing. But Fortnite just went back to OG map and everyone loved it. Yeah. It was the very first map. I played a few rounds and I dropped into this place where Jesse and I way back in the day would always drop mm-hmm. to. And I'm like, wow. I can't believe like you're dropping yeah. in here. So stupid they, and nostalgic. They might, they might <laughs> if if people really don't, if people if if this new map fails like yeah. the last two big maps have yeah. since they got since they nuked Verdansk, they might finally go back to Verdansk. It doesn't make any sense for them not to. Yeah, like they have to still have the blueprints somewhere in their files. Oh, they, they could do. Just plug it. They in. do. And now it would seem so small relative to mm-hmm. some of these other maps but that's better i think it's better too oh mazara was too big dude. yeah yeah too much dude it's, these games are so massive 
Anyway, sorry. Sorry for the nerd talk. Yeah, Continue. yeah. I'm, I don't know if who listens that plays uh, Warzone, <laughs> but that's your Warzone talk. Yeah. Um, I went to... Uh, I saw probably the dumbest shit. Um, I, I, I don't think I've ever been more frustrated at, like, humanity. Or Uh-oh. just like, oh, man, we've finally gotten... like. Here we, we are. We have finally gotten here. Yeah. Uh, I went to... So the King Tides were two yes, weekends ago. My favorite. I love when you do this. I was showing um, I was showing your pictures off at work. Oh, well, thank I you. I showed uh, the person next to me, mm. uh, the TE. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I was telling her how you took our pictures and I was how excited I was that you were doing the, the King Tides because... I mean, some of those images are insane that you capture. Well, well thank you. Yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate that. It's it's a really fun thing it's to do. It's so awesome. The next time there's... Are you king... on Waikiki? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. On that far side? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The next time there's a the next time there's a king tide, <laughs> yeah. um, you, sh- you guys should pile in yeah, and come with me. Yeah, that would be rad. It, I can't describe... It looks unreal. It looks fake. It, it doesn't... It. How do they hit that high? It's, it's a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. When they ricochet off that wall, it yeah. goes all the way up that wall. That's like a 50 foot. I know. It's it's in, it's literally insane. Wow. Uh because they're like 10 foot. It's a 10 foot tide. Yeah. And uh they weren't as wow. they weren't as big and numerous as they were 2 years ago mm-hmm. when I went because there wasn't wind. Mm. And wind gets, you know, the turbidity up a lot more yeah. and it's it gets Is that a word? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Uh, the so they uh, so you there. There, I was there, and I was like, I'm not gonna get. I with the uh, way the the morning went with the kids. I'm like high tide. The the high tide, like the peak of high tide, was at 11:18 a.m. Mm-hmm. on Sunday, and the, the king tides were gonna be for three days. And Sunday was Sunday morning was the highest tide in that three day span. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I, I that's when I'm gonna go. And I get down there, and thankfully it was a Sunday, so there weren't. There was a shit ton of people. It's like it's so frustrating too because it used to be just a photographer's thing, mm. and now it's like a destination thing. There so if you some... take us, then you'll be a piece of shit. Oh, I don't care about. Oh, that. okay. Like there's too many now at this point. I mean, there ever. I mean, there. <laughs> there's at this point, it doesn't matter. Okay. Right. It's like oh. It's just black. Mm. It's like normal Black Friday. It's like Black Friday shopping yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, it's like the the the. Um, everybody should be able to enjoy it once. The Stonehenge of New York City. Yeah. Have you seen videos of that? No. You know what that is? No. Like when the when the sun is perfectly setting down oh, this one yeah. road, mm-hmm. and everybody now just swarms that yeah. road, mm-hmm. and like photographers. Oh, like, with the Brooklyn Bridge right there. Yeah, and yeah. F- like photographers have to like put their cameras up mm-hmm. on like stilts and stuff. To like try to capture it, I couldn't imagine living right there every single day having to deal with that shit. It's not every day, is it? I think it's one day. Is it one day per yeah, year when the yeah. sun, oh, and the sun is perfectly just perfectly aligned right right with that road and sets mm. on that road? It's an amazing picture, yeah. but it's kind of ruined. Yeah. yeah, I don't ever want to go to that shithole. It's it's it sucks because like I I see a lot of the photographers like <laughs> like Instagram versus reality, and then like they, yes. Like yes. you, you get like the perfect the perfect shot, and then if you were to pan sideways at all, you just see a million fucking people yeah. standing at yeah. like whether it's you the should Zion do that. National you should Forest, do that. Zion National Park. Please start doing that. 
Yeah. I even mean, if it's just for me, dude. Even if it's just for my <laughs> pleasure. I love that stuff. Yeah, it's amazing. It's crazy how many people are there. Yeah. And I got there about... Um, I got there, like, right at 11 because I was running a little mm-hmm. late. And so I'm, like, I'm trekking. <laughs> and, like, I I don't even try to go to the... Because there's literally... There's a parking lot yeah. that's, like, right there that yeah. looks straight across the bay. Yeah. I'm like, fuck that. I go through... Yes. I cut through the woods, yeah, and then I go onto the ro- onto the logs, oh, and wow. I just sit on the logs, uh-huh. and uh, I still have a great angle. But nobody else does, like hardly anybody else does that because they don't want to go through the the trees. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was just shit ton of people there. But it wasn't it wasn't the people. Oh, okay. That I was frustrated with, like everybody just I mean, everybody wants to see a cool sight. Yeah, I don't. I can't blame them for mm-hmm. that. Um the because i'm just there doing the same thing right after thankfully it was after the highest point of the tide so i mm-hmm. got almost all the shots that i wanted and the 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 wave started really kind of decreasing in their like mm. uh in their size and i was like okay high tide's kind of over i'm about wrapping up and i hear that's a pretty good impression, dude. I'm honestly uh, impressed with that. Dude, I, that was really good. <laughs> and I look out. When you listen back to this, Jake, you sounded awesome. I'm not even joking. That was really good. Oh, sweet, dude. <laughs> you sound like the guy on uh, uh, Police Academy. That yeah. was real good. <laughs> I'm not joking. That was good. <laughs> and so all I see is. Unless <laughs> unless you're doing a sound effect for like a microwave, then that was terrible. But if it was a bike, <laughs> then you're doing a good job. There was this dude with like heating up some ramen behind me. <laughs> <laughs> he left his fork in there. <laughs> I see three wave runners. Oh, wave runners heading straight what? across from Astoria. They like must have put in an Astoria yeah. and ran all the way across ba- uh, Young's Bay and yeah. Baker Bay, and <sighs> went and were riding the King Tide, like riding the King Tides out before, like not to the breakers, sure, but they were riding the swells on their wave runners. Right in front, uh, there's like Cape Disappointment Lighthouse. Yeah, is uh is U.S. Coast Guard. That's a U.S. Coast Guard. Yeah, outpost. I've seen them. Like right, right down the hills yeah, where they're all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in front of where the Coast Guard is. Yeah, like, that's insane to me. I was just like, I fuck. I just looked at the dude to my right who was like this other like photographer, and I could yeah. tell he had good shit because his his kit was nice yeah and uh because i wouldn't i wouldn't rented a really nice lens from uh pro photo supply Mm -hmm. like uh, this big like uh 100 to 400 like g G master pro i spent some i spent some money to like rent some a big zoom lens because i really wanted to zoom in i've already gotten the lighthouse yeah with with the waves i wanted to get the waves Mm. this time so i really needed something that zoomed in close and kept its uh its quality through those through those through the zoom range yeah and uh i looked over at that dude and i was like I've fucking seen it all now. And he was like, that is ridiculous. He's like, S-. and to like, how much of an F you is that to the, everybody there that was wanting to mm-hmm. like witness this really cool moment. Mm-hmm. And you're just running your wave runners right in front. Like they were, they were like kicking off the yeah, waves yeah. and like really just being obnoxious uh-huh. right in front of everybody. And I'm like, that is so stupid. I just packed up my shit and left. Why are you so annoyed? It messes with everything. Well, you were done. I wasn't quite done. <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess it's like, I, it's I don't know. It's extreme sports, dude. Oh, that That's eye stupid. roll. That's so stupid. I've been like fishing at Lake Merwin and you, you're trying to fish and 
dudes in their wave runners come blowing right by you, crazy, causing all sorts of wake. Mm-hmm. It's like you've got a whole fucking bay yeah. open to you, and you're going to come right here. Mm-hmm. Like, I get this is all public, and you can go do whatever you want, but, yeah. like, come on, man. Have a little bit of... What about, like, skateboarders grinding down handrails? With Are there a ton of people present? Could be. Then annoying. Okay. <laughs> Oh, you're so old, dude. You sound so old. Like, if there's a bunch of pe- like, if it's like rush, if it's like rush peak time, like people are getting off work, yeah, and then skateboarders are like in the way of everybody, yeah, then yeah, you're an asshole. Okay, but I, I kind of agree. If you're, if it's like middle of the day or at night and there's nothing going on, yeah, yeah. there's not a ton of people around. Yeah, yeah go ahead, enjoy Shred your the like, rail, en- enjoy yourself. But okay. like, if you're if you're impeding what people are trying to do like this mm-hmm. is like a destination day for that lighthouse mm-hmm. like people are coming there specifically for the king tides to yeah. be able to witness it and you're ruining it for all of those other people for your enjo- for your specific enjoyment mm-hmm. is that dangerous i would imagine it's insanely dangerous i would imagine so those are some big waves it sounds like big waves yeah i mean it's and then you're dealing with an outgoing now it's like it's high tide and now it's going to be going outgoing that's a lot of force pulling your little your little craft let me ask you this what if it was an arranged permitted event sponsored by red bull to as athletes air quotes extreme athletes hit these gnarly waves for footage would you be less pissed no oh okay okay no, because that's a that's a um, I, I that's it's a public it's a public place. Yeah, and I just I hate when people, um, basically hog public places yeah. for their own benefit. So in the same sense, I think of like these like massive surfing destinations, right, where people will go and surf these huge waves, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it's there for the sport. May, and obviously, I don't think anyone would have thought that these King Tides smashing into Cape Disappointment is for the sport. But now, what if that was now a destination for that sport? That would suck. Yeah. That would suck. I would suck to lose that. Yeah. Um, I would still, as a photographer, I would be selfishly very upset. Yeah. I'd be really frustrated by that. Because it, it um, it's a, it, I, in my opinion, it's a viewing experience. Yeah. That, like that spot is a viewing experience. Mm-hmm. That park was built to view that light, to view that lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And um, a whole campground there and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I feel like when you're like with those things, there are other places along the Oregon and Washington coast mm. that you could go. Yeah. That's not going to inhibit. Well, and they're not all of these people right up against the rocks, right? They're further out a little bit i imagine the tide is causing what they were seeking in that location in other locations yeah yeah they were they they did that to be i think there was part of them just to be just to be assholes Mm, okay okay I mean, dude, that's a lifestyle, bro (laughs) it was just it was just annoying it was really um i'm not against you i'm just i'm just trying to not not play devil's advocate per se, but just uh, it sounds like from you were there, right? I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. If it, and in the in the in my mind, the Red Bull kind of arranged event does change it for me mm. because it's like 
here is something epic and massive man versus nature that they are going to come prepared they're going to have footage they're not there to spoil the photography they're there to capture this man versus nature moment right but for what it sounds like it was more of like a fuck you we're just it was just it was three douchebags named chad brad and yeah sad (laughs) yeah two chads and a brad yeah and no i said sad sad yeah and they were just gonna go out and uh yeah, and uh, tear some be waves obnoxious. up. Just be obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and it, those same people are like you said out on the lake mm-hmm. when you're fishing. Yeah, that is that would piss me off. Mm-hmm. You're clearly fishing. Yeah, and Merwin is massive. Is massive. If people do that same shit on Billy Chinook mm-hmm. and Shasta, it's everywhere. People are it. It always it it. Uh, people are so naturally predisposed to being lazy. Mm. And it's funny to me that like you could go to any beach, yeah, and there was you could walk a quarter, go, you could yes. you could walk a quarter mile in any direction, know where and going. be completely alone. <laughs> but like the entrance to every public beach yes. in Oregon has like five hundred people, yes, all like beach toweled on top of each other. Never will I ever understand it. I don't get it. I never will. I mean, I know I, now if I have kids, it's probably going to keep me from walking two miles. Sure. But I don't have to go very far. Right. Even with my little kids. Yeah. I can still pack them. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. And get away from everybody. But well, dude, people just, man, they're so predisposed to just being like, uh, I pull, pulling, up, pulling up, pulling I, up. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, okay. but I feel like. Mini, those that is those are all minivan people. Okay, I think minivan. Yeah, is a sign of I've given up. I love the Honda Odyssey minivan. I fuck Honda Odysseys. Why? They're out to get me. I'll tell you right now, there are members of our audience who agree and love Honda Odysseys. So be careful. I don't care. <laughs> Come at me, bro. What are they? What is this like? I uh, have I have had this like. I've had at least three Honda Odysseys almost kill me in the last like two weeks. Like in your sleep? No, driving. <laughs> I, I every time it's like, who the fuck is the like? What is that guy doing? Honda Odyssey. Mm, it's better than I the think. Toyota and then you Sienna. look and you see fanny pack wearing dude who mm-hmm. like just hates his life. Bro, dad, just driving along coming back from his nine to five hating yeah. his life and yeah. his in the minivan that his wife forced him to buy Are you talking about me right now you don't have to drive a minivan i would drive that minivan why would you want a minivan dude they're just cozy no dude it's a van <laughs> it's cozy never there's so much room for activities i will never buy a minivan you know what had a lot of room for activities what your element it did and I, they discontinued I your, making them. I liked them. your element. Me too. I wish they still made them, but they don't. That's unfortunate. I saw a car dealership had one the other day, and I was like, "I'm about to, sell, I'm about to give up everything in my life for that car." How many minivans do you see, like, in a, if there's any sort of snow in the Pacific Northwest? Yeah, all the minivans worthless. Why are they the minivans, Jake? I feel like you're blaming the minivans when it's clearly a person problem. The, there's a specific kind of person who buys minivans. Yeah, yeah. It's not a hundred percent like nothing is ever absolute. Right. I would say the there's majority some good of, Honda Odyssey drivers out there. I have not seen them. <laughs> I love those. I cars. I cannot explain. I I 
I don't have time to sit here and go through the entire like interaction I've had yeah. with Honda Odysseys the last like two to three weeks. Sure. But like not a it's fan. always a Honda Odyssey. Always a Honda Odyssey. Especially I love those vans. Dude, the vans are just they're the wor- I think I've it's the it is the universal symbol of I gave up. I would love an old like did you guys ever have a van growing up? No. Never? Never had a van. You haven't experienced van life, dude. Are you talking about like the TikTokers who go and drive around? I in the mean, national those parks? are posers. I'm talking like big Econoline and their and their mom and their mom per- and their parents purchased Mercedes. Yes, Sprinter. I'm talking '92 Ford Econoline van, Ford Econoline driving to Mexico, That's a dude. Fucking beast. It's a beast, and we drove to Mexico in that thing, dude. What gas guzzler? Yeah, oh yeah, but that's gas like, was like, like five cents back yeah, that's then. That's like eight dollars. That's like eight gallons of yeah eight miles of a gallon if i could get one of those electric <laughs> that I, would be tight <laughs> i really badly want to get a uh a canopy uh a canopy tent tent for uh, for the new subaru mm, just get a trailer dude i want to get a teardrop trailer just for, for all four of you no it's me and bo oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been like looking at tent trailers for a like seriously for like ye- a year now. Tent trailers. Yeah, I had one of those growing up. Like the crank up ones. Mm-hmm. Dude, my parents had one. I love those. The, they're just they're enough. Yeah, they're enough. That's all I need. Yeah, it's just enough. I don't. I'm not. I'm sick of sleeping on the ground. Too I'm over that, it. Too old for that. Shit. I'm over it. I just want to sleep in a little tent trailer. Yeah, I get so. it. That's my new objective. If yeah. um, if Jake won't let me get a Honda Odyssey, I guess I'll settle for a tent trailer eventually. <laughs> Buy your Honda Odyssey. I'll just no, use you of giving up. Not doing. Wow, dude. Okay, <laughs> I haven't given up yet. We need to set a date for uh for um Hamilton Mountain. What is your is how's your knee, dude? I was with the guys the other day, uh, tracking bass guitar, mm-hmm. and. I said, you guys want to hear something gnarly? And I just started cracking my knee. And they were like, oh, oh, God. And I said, do you think I could, like, all, in all seriousness, I asked them if we could uh, trick the rest of the guys by, you know, working with the producer and just saying, like, hey, Jeff's going to suggest adding the cracks of his knees to the album. <laughs> and we want you to pretend like you're totally on board so that the other two guys are like, what the fuck is going on? Your version of cowbell? <laughs> just, cowbell? Dude, they're gnarly. Just, But I'm, I got, I'm going to get my bike set up. I'm going to start riding again. They're not good. I am in no shape for Hamilton Mountain, especially in the rain. Oh, yeah. No, we, it would be a while. Okay. <laughs> uh, that trail is muddy right now. Good. Yeah, I'm not, I don't fuss with mud, dude. <laughs> that, trail gets really, that trail gets really muddy. So, yes, we will. I'm thinking late spring. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Summer starts June 21st, so before then. That does start June 21st. I know. It's my grandpa's birthday. That is the summer solstice. And September 21st. Is your birthday. And? And the fall equinox. Boom! That's why. Everyone's falling for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so you hate wave runners. and they're hate the, wave runners. They're the bane of humanity. And I hate Honda Odyssey drivers. But they made you question like the 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 trajectory of the human race. True. They brought up some real fundamental questions. Yeah, I mean I've been there, dude. I've been asking like that. I think like that is 
that is one you know there's there's gonna be a straw i think for us mm-hmm. as in you and i that just like breaks us and that is like teetering on that straw you look at and i'm shifting gears here a little bit to politics but like i think donald trump was a huge like what the fuck yeah are we really doing this moment yeah yeah like flabberg like incomprehensible (laughs) what yeah yeah what Mm -hmm. and like i've told you and i've told cj this every single time i cannot be surprised and i'm shocked every time like it's like how much more can my brain try to compute the 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 choices of humanity in this world, in this country, in 2023, I can't do it. Yeah. So I feel like there's gonna be if it's another victory, I think that might break us for sure. I I, I I've already like Kylie. Like, <laughs> I have always you know talked abstractly yeah. about leaving the country. Yeah. Kylie and I have actually had like a serious like talk. Like if it goes this way, we're leaving, right? And she was like. I think we might have to. You might have to. Yeah. I, I cannot live in a country like with him as with him being reelected with all of, with everything that has happened. Everything. And him being elected with all of that known what that gives him license to do yeah. and then having like no checks in like you're not going to be able to ever hold him account because mm-hmm. the Democrats are never going to have a majority, right. and the only Republicans left are never going to hold him to account for anything because yeah. they care more about their political lives than they do about anything else. They've already sworn fealty to him. Mm-hmm. The Democrats are never going to have a big enough majority in the Senate to overcome the two-thirds majority threshold to oust him from office. Right. So he is never going to. There's never going to be an appropriate check on him. Yeah. I, other than the Supreme Court saying what you're doing is illegal, and then he's just going to say, "Well, what? Stop me! What are you going to do? Yes, yeah, stop me! Yeah, the, the American people have already told me that they elected me to do these things. I've already said I'm going to be a dictator, and guess what? They elected me to be a dictator, yeah. so I get to be a dictator on the like, first day. That's that is the conversation that he like. That is how that is going to go, and then the 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 shit uh, the shitlings in in uh, the House representatives and the Senate uh, will just be like. Uh, yeah, well, you know, there is some provision in the Constitution that allows him to, and and then you get um the basically it's we've at that point we have reached the semantics the, arguments. <laughs> the, the semantic arguments yeah. are essentially Squealer from Animal Farm rewriting yeah. the the words, oh. rewriting the words of the of don't the do Constitution that, on the side. So yeah, on the side of the barn. I should read that again. Um, I should read that again. Yeah, uh, it's um. I, I listening to his so right now there is uh so the the Senate so we talked a bit a few weeks ago yeah. about the Colorado uh so the 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 abstract legal uh, idea that Donald Trump should be disqualified from running for president because of uh article 3 um of we talked about this actually last week that he should be disqualified so the Colorado judge argued that yes he did uh he yes he did um so the the, vo- the voter yeah the voters of Colorado su- uh, brought a suit in the state of Colorado to, to bar him from being on the ballot in the state of Colorado. This the trial judge said um, uh, he did engage in an insurrection, but the the way that they interpreted the Fourteenth Amendment, Article Three, says that he's not an officer of the United States, so therefore, like he can't be he's he was excluded from Article Three 
of the 14th Amendment. Because he's not an officer? Yeah, because he didn't um because he didn't say that he would support it, it the, in the president, it was the semantics. It was it was the semantic argument. I think wow. I think that I think that trial judge was not willing to say mm. he's disqualified. I think like that is just a step that yes. a low level judge it's just not willing to put their name to because yeah. that of the weight of it. Yeah, and, and knowing that that is going to go to the Supreme, <sighs> there's no way this doesn't go to the Supreme Court. However, it gets right because the second it was that that uh, decision came down, both Donald Trump and the voters of uh, Colorado appealed to the Colorado Supreme Court Yeah, because uh, Trump said that he shouldn't, mm. he shouldn't, Trump is afraid because even though Colorado uh, said that he could be on the ballot, they yes. did find that he engaged yes. in an insurrection. Well, he doesn't want that in the public yeah. sphere. So he, he appealed that part of the ruling. Holy the voters hell. appealed the other side of the ruling saying that he should be on, yeah. the, that he should be on the ballot. So, uh, his lawyer was the former his lawyer in Colorado arguing the case on behalf of Donald Trump is the former Secretary of State of Colorado. Mm-hmm. He listening to that uh, I, I listened to the the hearing yesterday mm-hmm. and his argument it was a two hour oral argument and I listened to his part of it and he's arguing some of the most just ridiculous stuff like mm-hmm. and basically and he did say that I will find because I'm in charge of editing today yeah. I will find this clip and prove that okay. he did say this okay um i'm scared about what you're we're about all to say. It, because the the supreme court of colorado kept pushing back against them they're saying like well you're saying that it's not an insurrection because it only lasted three hours and you're because you're at, it was unsuccessful yeah he was saying that so the argument of the of the trump of trump's Jesus. lawyer was like it can't be an insurrection because it only lasted three hours and f- most insurrections like how we would conceive of the definition of insurrection is that it would have to you know take place over a long period of time and attempt to take over a ge- i have a so geos- many inappropriate <laughs> euphemisms going ge- through my head while you're talking take, and like, explaining it would have to no take- no it doesn't count because it didn't last that long <laughs> <laughs> right that's funny. That's funny. That's it didn't. It didn't take over a geospatial like area, like a large geographic area, yeah. and like all of these different things. It's like that they, is insane. It, it's it's de- none of it makes any sense. Yeah, and um, I don't think that. I don't think like I don't know how I feel mm-hmm. about Donald Trump being barred from office using the 14th Amendment. We've be- talked about because yeah. not because of what the judge said, but because of the much more. I think logical explanation mm-hmm. of why this shouldn't work is because he wasn't charged with insurrection. He wasn't charged with insurrection federally in the January 6th yeah. case, and he wasn't convicted in the Senate. So oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so like <clears throat> if he's not charged or convicted of insurrection, how could you say that he did participate in an right. insurrection? That's what the trial judge should have, should have come to the conclusion mm. of. If you're, if she was going to allow him to be on the ballot, I don't understand this. Like, well, the semantic wording of the Fourteenth Amendment. Yeah. So it's like she didn't want to piss off either side. So she, she came up with a minivan, the, dude. So she came up with a just complete. She probably does drive a fucking Honda Odyssey. <laughs> she, if she parks right inside the entrance <laughs> of the beach, dude. But yeah, and then but but then parks uh, with her uh, driver's side wheels over the line. So she ends yep. up taking up two. Yep. Uh, it's parking lazy. Spots. It's a lazy ass argument. It is. It's a very lazy argument. It's, a, it's the easiest route you could have taken instead of analyzing mm-hmm. it to the depths that you just did yeah so i don't it, it's a shitty argument and it's left all of this up and up in the air it's yeah. left so much shit up in the air and Punted it's created, it. created created a huge quagmire yeah and so the supreme court of, the, of colorado was, was hearing the case and this guy was essentially after saying like oh it didn't meet the the time requirement it didn't meet the geospatial requirement of an insurrection all these different things and finally the supreme court judge like stops him and goes 
and reads him the Miriam the Merriam Webster definition of insurrection, and he was like, well, "How are you adding all of these extra things, all of these different requirements of insurrection? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Are you telling me that a pres- that there should be no legal constraints on a president? Say what you mean." Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Per- yeah. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. It doesn't like what you're saying doesn't make like what you're saying doesn't track. And if what we and he's like, let me break it down further for you if and get you to like that. He kept trying like, OK, take Trump's culpability out of this. Yeah. You're saying that an insurrection like what happened on January 6th doesn't meet the threshold for an insurrection. They took over our capital. And, and, and uh, the, the Trump uh, ju- uh, lawyer said it the. uh said the uh it was it was just an attack against one building well when that one building is literally the seat of u.s power like yeah. how could you say that it's oh it's, just, it's not it's a fucking a building it's not a mcdonald's yeah like what like what the fuck are we talking about here like this that is the u.s capitol building that guy drives a minivan too that lawyer <laughs> for sure dude uh, he's just doing everything he <laughs> yeah, can he to like to just he he's given up on life. He's hitched his wagon to Donald Trump, and yes. he's got nothing. He's got nothing left yeah. other than to continue to ride this thing into either victory or complete defeat. Yeah. Like this doesn't end any other way. There's no other way. This doesn't end with either him in the White House or yes. him in jail. Like yeah. there is. This is. These are the. This is the two choices. And um, and so he is basically saying, I'm I'm ride or die with Trump. Like that's literally wow. ride or die. Oh, he's not going to actually die, but. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so it, but then it, the, as the, the the Supreme Court of Colorado kept uh, pushing him on it, that one of the justices because there's, there's a seven justice panel, mm-hmm. and he was like, and so the the lawyer just goes, you know, at the end of the day, we're all just making this up. He said that. Yeah, he was like, you know, any interpretation of the con- of the U.S. Constitution and any uh, <gasps> definition of insurrection, we all just kind of just make it up at the end of the day. Why don't you focus, because your time is limited, on the one the district court adopted. And t- I mean, any public use of force or threat of force by a group of people to hinder or prevent the execution of the Constitution. What's wrong with that definition? Way too broad. I think the petitioners actually admitted that a group of people threatening a mailman and preventing him or her from uh, from executing their constitutional duties, because that's one of the constitutional powers that Congress has, would constitute an insurrection. What if we narrowed it to say prevent the peaceful transfer of power of the United States government? Would that be an insurrection? To prevent the peaceful transfer? I don't think so, and I'm not sure, Your Honor. Look, I mean, if you look at historically in the context of how insurrection was used, I mean, it has to be for a substantial duration, not three hours. Um, There has to be some geographical scope there has to be a goal of nullifying all 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 governmental authority in an area. I, I guess I'm, I'm not sure where you're, you said it has to be, where the temporal provision, where is all that coming from? I mean, Webster's Third New International Dictionary defines it as an act or instance of revolting against civil authority or against an established I, government. So you've added a whole lot of conditions there. I'm not sure where it came from. I would, I would urge you, I, I think probably the best exposition of that was the state attorney general's briefs and the, and the authority that they provided. Okay, but I think also if you look at sort of the historical record. Now, now you're going to tell me, uh, Mr. Gesser, you're making it up. And I'm going to say, well, so did the judge. And I'll say, we're all sort of making it up at the end of the day. Well, I, 
And uh, yes, sir. I just want to jump in on this point of how I don't know that we have to come up with a test that's going to necessarily address all circumstances. I guess the question, at least as to insurrection, you know, setting apart whether President Trump engaged in insurrection, but as to insurrection, why isn't it enough that a violent mob breached the Capitol when it was when Congress was performing a core constitutional function. I, in some ways, that seems like a poster child for insurrection. Why is that not true? Well, I, I, I think what you're sort of saying is the famous quote. I don't know, I don't know a definition of it, but I know it when I see it. Um, you know that we don't have a workable standard, <clears throat> but we think in this instance there probably it doesn't feel good and it just seems well it's seems more than it do, it's more than it doesn't feel good I, I for purposes of this case what we need to do is figure out whether what happened on January 6 one of the things we need to do is figure out whether what happened on January 6 constituted an insurrection we don't need to come up with a definition for all time animal farm dude we're rewrite we're literally just at the point now where his people are just arguing in court that the at the Constitution yeah take it or leave it yeah they're just words we're just making it up as we go whoa that was argued in front of a state supreme court by a trump lawyer to try to keep him from being held accountable mm -hmm. for his actions it was just saying that we shouldn't really look what the constitution says because we're just all really kind of making it up anyway yeah what is the expectation you know what you're right touche you got us. What do you think a, a, a judge who is uh, whose job it is to uphold legal precedent mm -hmm. and the legal doctrine of, well, for the state of Colorado? Right. Yeah. But, and, you know, it's not like they're not familiar. justices. Yeah. So they're not familiar with, you know, the greater, like, federalism. Yeah. Like, uh, the United <laughs> States Constitution. Their roles within the federal government. Yeah. Or within the, within the, 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 within the federal, or the United States apparatus yeah, yeah. of federalism. Yeah. You know, the states, you know, you know semi-sovereign states, but they're still secondary right. to the federal government. <laughs> we should just ignore the presiding document that is supreme over all state constitutions. Yeah. We should just ignore that supreme document, the the guiding document. Mm -hmm. But somehow we're supposed. To, I I don't get that. Like we're we love our founders. We want an original. We want to turn to originalism. Yeah. But at the same time, you're talking out the other side of your mouth, saying like, oh, but what? In, but in regards to Donald Trump, we should just for just forget about that's it. insight into that whole camp's mindset. Mm -hmm. Like they don't like you've said it a million times. They don't give a shit about this country. They don't give a shit about the people. It's power. They will do it. They will do whatever they can by all means necessary to mm -hmm. get it. Yeah. And that means talking so flippantly or dismissively about the rules and guidance that have been established in this country that have kept balance in this country for centuries. Yeah, absolutely. I And I was thinking about this like uh, in 2016, leading up to the 2016 election, hearing like hearing his rhetoric, talking about like his disdain for checks and balances talking about like even then he said like i don't know if i'll accept the i'll yes when, when asked will you accept the results of the election yes and he said i'll <laughs> i'll let i'll let you know yeah. like and i'll accept them if i win i'll let you know the night of yeah at that point like i, I was yeah done there was still part of me the republican in me at that moment was still tossing with this idea of do i stick with the party even though i fucking hate donald trump or mm -hmm. do i break and say, you know, I cannot follow this man. And mm -hmm. I ended up, I ended up voting for Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. I was very proud of that decision because of the 
of how much weight I put into that decision. Yeah, oh yeah. Right? That was, um, and but I, there was I'm like there's a part of me that I cannot get past these certain things. Mm-hmm. I never in my life thought what in 2016 that it would have gotten as bad mm-hmm. as it did on like January 6th of 2021. Yeah, right. I never thought that it would get to that point. And now like all of the shit that's being uncovered, all of his attempts to stay in power, the breadth and depth of that he t- of efforts that he took mm-hmm. to ma- illegally maintain power. I never th- like I didn't think it would ever get to that point. Yeah. I still thought there was some sort of I thought there was something in that man that would when he got into the I I hoped that when he got into that mm-hmm. office he would realize there I'm a part of something bigger. I don't think he has that capability. No. He is Ta- a narcissist to the core. Yeah. So all those things, you know, that we heard him say in the debates, we heard him saying it on the campaign trail in 2016, all those things that were red flags were all kind of dismissed as like, we'll see what happens if he gets there, right? We'll see if he gets there, right? Yeah. Or he's just joking. He's being he's being uh, facetious, right? Mm-hmm. Now, with January 6th, in that timeline, we can retrospectively look back at all those things and go, he was not fucking joking. Exactly. He was not joking. Mm-hmm. And now when he says shit like, are you going to act like a dictator? Yes. And he yes. says on day one, yes. don't dismiss it. He mm-hmm. is not fucking joking. We have an evidence in a timeline demonstrating everything he said before. He fucking meant it mm-hmm. and he demonstrated it. So that was just in four years. Yeah. What the fuck do you think is going to happen when he is saying now? He will behave as a dictator mm-hmm. four years from now. He opened his, he announced his campaign, his reelect, his campaign for reelection, with the words, "I will be your retribution." Mm-hmm. Who's retribution? Yeah, who are you talking about? He constantly plays. Uh, he constantly talks about the January, the people who arrested for the insurrection. Mm-hmm. The January, the people who instigated January 6th, the people who killed cops. Yeah. There are six police officers now dead as a result of that. Yeah. Um, and others who have PTSD and other disabilities because of getting hit with tear gas, getting bashed over the head mm-hmm. with clubs or their or their comrades like uh blast shields. Yeah. The, He's calling those people political prisoners Mm -hmm. and that he would use his pardoning powers to release them from prison. Mm -hmm. That's more voters for him. They're still felons. They can't still can't vote. Yeah. yeah, Touche. 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 The. uh, Well, that'll change. And then you're you're, okay. okay, So then the the other argument is like, well, there's these checks and balances in the system that would curb his worst impulses Mm -hmm. that takes people willing to use those checks and balances they exist on paper they take human action in order to actually they don't just it's not just like uh the the words of the constitution just pop off the page and constrain donald trump it takes him in cuffs it takes people to actually carry out those checks and balances and the people left in congress have already shown you that they refuse to do it yeah they will not do it they won't 
And I'm now thinking about during this conversation about that timeline and the early signals. We've taught we talked so much in this whole presidency about dog whistles again uh, again uh, for racism, right? Mm-hmm. And marginalized people and uh, xenophobia. And now looking back, hindsight, those are all. They weren't just dog whistles. They were they were fundamental beliefs of his or tools used to rile up yeah. his team. They're tools. Yeah, I, I believe they're tools. I, there's an argument being made for both. Sure. I don't know if you. I don't know if he's truly a racist. Yeah, he's probably super bigoted for sure. Um, I think he's one of those guys. Like when you th- hear him talk about. Um, he's ignorant as shit. Well, when you hear him talk about, I, th- I think if you really want to get to the core of the man, yeah. if you actually look at the uh, E. Jean Carroll case, which is mm. the the rape case that mm. he was found civilly liable for, um, I think he's one of those guys who just believes. Like, I think anytime you hear these like these stories of date rapists. Mm-hmm. I, there's these narcissistic guys, and he comes from so much wealth and privilege. I yeah. think the way he talked about Eugene Carroll, the way he, uh, his, you know, he, uh, when he was deposed in the case, and you know that stuff was made public as part of discovery, and as part of the, right. it became in the public domain. The way he talked about her, the way he talked about the whole instance, and the way he's talked about other women is, yeah. I think he, be- I think he believes like, well, what kind of woman? Like every woman wants to be with me. It's me, like, right? Mm. I'm, I'm great. I don't know. No as an answer yeah. does not mean anything to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. So to him, no is just like, I just got to keep being persistent. I just got to keep doing these things because what woman doesn't want to yeah. be with me? She and then really when, wants to say yes. And then when they say no, <laughs> oh, Jesus, he dude. acts out in retribution because oh. he acts out in an angry way because nobody tells you, not? you don't tell me no. Yeah. Absolutely. So he went around basically date raping people yeah i mean it is proven fact he was he was a jury of 12 of his peers in new york found him civilly liable Mm -hmm. for rape yeah so that is the man like that is that is a key i think that is a key insight into how he views the world around him how he views his people around him yeah and so how can you say that he would govern any differently yeah to him, the country is his. Yeah, there's no, there's no no's. There's no stop. There's no boundary for him. If he wants to get it done and wants to do it, he'll do it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, tr- I, it's not it, to me. It's not hyperbole. Yeah. When I, I said it last, when I said it last week, I was like, it's the end of our democracy, and I, I battled with that all week yeah. I'm like is that hyperbole like did i go too far in saying that i've been thinking about it too jake honestly and i don't think it is i don't think it's hyperbole that our republic is that ben- when benjamin franklin said a republic if you can keep it because yeah. he understands i the founders knew how fragile yeah self-governance is yeah it can slip through your fingers yeah and in, in an instant yeah I've been reading about the. Uh, we won't get into it. We'll yeah. save it for next week. But the Beer Hall Putsch, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was Hitler's attempt in yes. 1923 to seize power in Germany. Yeah, it failed, but he learned so much from it. Yeah, and there are so many fucking parallels, dude, between January 6th and the Beer Hall Putsch. Yeah, in turn, and then, but not just January, not just the act of insurrection, right. attempted in, insurrection that failed. The tools. It's how they no the lessons that they learned right. from right. it, right, and then implemented those those 
those rules and how to how to gain power and keep power illegally. Mm-hmm. And that's the scary part. Yeah, is the lessons that Hitler learned from 1923 and how he re-implemented those. Putting in la- like once he got in power, putting lackeys lackeys in key positions, and then you hear Trump talking about we're only going to put patriots in charge of the DOJ. Yeah. I'm going to use the DOJ to react to to be a dictator. I'm going to um, you know I'm going to get use I'm going to put only patriots in charge of the State Department in terms of the CIA. All of these people yeah. are going to be picked on an ideological basis yeah he doesn't want he has no need for people he fired or they all quit all of the people who he hired he hired all his generals mm-hmm. right he called um, millie kelly um uh, mcmaster uh but yeah it's kelly mcmaster millie um who was um no who was the? I can't even believe you named all of them. <laughs> uh, Mattis. Was oh, Mattis. The, the, okay. The yeah, Department yeah. of De- was the was uh, Secretary of Defense. Yeah. All of those guys, four star generals, super highly decorated, ton of respect from both like their from the people who fought underneath yeah. them, and then also in the American eye, they all went to go work in his administration. I think as a way to try to constrain this guy. Yeah. And all of them either left or were fired because they're like, we cannot do this anymore. Yeah. Literally, there's a story that, uh, that John Kelly, who was his chief of staff mm-hmm. brought in a book on how to spot a, how to, how to spot a narcissist and left it in the oval office <laughs> right before he left. Really? Yeah. Um, these guys know who he was. Yeah. Millie is speaking out against him. Yeah. I think Millie will testify against. Yeah. Um, Oof. Uh, will testify against Trump in the yeah. January sixth uh, case. But um, and he's already talked about wanting to. He he said that we should citizens arrest Millie. That Millie is a traitor. Like yeah, he has yeah, said yeah. this stuff publicly. Um, Dude, listen to that language. It's the words. What did fucking matter? What did Millie do other than not? Other, Let you do whatever you wanted. Exactly. He didn't do anything illegal. Yeah. But in Trump's mind, that is illegal. Anything yeah. you do against him is illegal and yes. should be punishable. That is scary. Listen to what, if you are listening to this, listen to what Jake just said. That is terrifying. Anything you do against Trump is viewed by Trump as illegal or punishable. Mm-hmm. You cannot elect that person as the president of the United States. You cannot. I've, and I will say it again, whether it's Joe or Joe's corpse, I'm not going to. It's impossible to vote for anyone like yeah. for Donald Trump. Like, you cannot do it. You I cannot do it. And and I think we need to be two. Two last points. for yeah. me. Yeah. Is I want to I want to I want to iterate how much of a dis, how tough of a decision it was for me to vote for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. That was not something I came to lightly. Right. I'm sure there are people uh, in my orbit who just think that I went to college and became this this liberal and yeah. I got indoctrinated. I think there is I think there is a belief amongst people who knew me yeah. prior to going to college who just think I went to college and became indoctrinated and right. therefore became a Democrat. That's not the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and you believe me or not believe me, but that decision was such a difficult decision for me yeah. because it's Hillary fucking Clinton, right? Right, like that. Was, she was like persona non grata number one, mm-hmm. like forever. Like that yeah. was the one. Like, and for me to vote for her, and I, I, I and I think she, 
looking now at it, she she was deserving. I think she was deserving of the presidency mm-hmm. uh, in that election. Like for me to come to that t- conclusion, like I understand how difficult it would be for people to vote for for people who I know mm-hmm. to vote for Biden. Right. That would be a very difficult, perhaps <laughs> even more difficult situation. Uh, decision to make because at this point that. at this point I want to try to have okay. some grace <laughs> okay. and understanding I, I just I'm going to interrupt you real quick okay. for that yeah. I want to say this mm-hmm. it's different in, in 2016 hindsight we have hindsight now right but then you didn't so you are literally weighing you are having kind of a ideological decision here to make like you just are traditionally uh, uh, um, conservative and you've and the Republican Party has always been that but now you have somebody who's complete like, using language that completely spits in the face of that so now you have to decide what you're going to do but is it just language like you said earlier mm-hmm. will the office change him and kind of put him in check and make him realize the significance of this job those were answers you didn't have so it was a hard decision. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Because you don't know what the future entails. Now you do. So looking at Biden and Trump, you know. That's why I disagree wholeheartedly about the decision being difficult in any way between Biden and Trump. Because we are not arguing policies. If you want to argue policies, then come to me with what policies Donald Trump has said or proposed. Mm-hmm. That counter anything that Biden is saying. But in 2016, looking at the decision that you're making as an individual, when I see it, I I understand how that is hard. This, I don't, I cannot comprehend how you excuse that man. Continue, sorry. (laughs) You're fine. It pissed me off, sorry. I I get, (laughs) I fully, 100% get your sentiment. And I, I toggle between that yeah and what i'm about to say okay. i think that when if you voted on donald trump in 2016 and yeah. he proved you wrong i think there's a level of like oh my god i voted for that guy mm-hmm. right january 6th happens and you're like holy shit i am not only did i vote for him once i voted for him twice yeah and he, he turned out to be this guy yeah if you didn't break then right mm-hmm I think there is this idea that I have already, if I don't vote for him again, I don't support him again. I am admitting that I signed, I implicitly signed off on all of the shit that happened for four years. Okay. And I think that is hard. I think it's a hard thing for people to admit. Yeah. And I think, and, and I think, and I think there is a there's a I think there's a pride thing that comes along with that True. not wanting to admit that like oh if I'm wrong about that what else am I wrong about and I think there is a real reluctance for people to want to do a lot of soul searching because when you do soul searching it uncovers a lot of uncomfortable things and yeah. people don't like to be uncomfortable they don't like to leave especially with themselves they don't want to move five feet away on the beach yeah so to bring this full circle back to cults yeah I love cults. I think if you view the, I I think there has been such a cult of personality around Trump mm-hmm. in so many ways. So many people have made their personality Trump. For God's sakes, they wow. they bought their hats. Yeah, they they wear him. Decal their cars. everywhere. There are some people who will never leave the who will never leave the cult. Yeah, right, right. But what happened? Like 
But there are people who followed the cult for way farther than most did. Yes. But when they went to go leave, what would happen if they were met with retribution and saying, ha ha, you guys are a bunch of idiots. Yeah. They would just go deeper into the cult. Mm, yeah. It's time to have an honest conversation yeah. and being like, supporting this guy, It's it's got to have a tough conversation. Yeah. Look, if you vote for this guy again yeah. for a third time... You are ending U.S. democracy. Yeah, that is your choice, and if you choose to do that, I don't know how I can continue to like view you the same yeah. way. Yeah, but on this, but I fully understand how you voted for him two straight times because it was at the end of the day, it was about policy. A lot of it was about policy. And January 6th was after the second election. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think that there is this... I still think there are people who are still trying to cling on and in their minds mm. forget that January 6th happened. Yeah. And try to look for the excuses around how it wasn't what it was. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that is... Um, I think we're on a tipping point yeah. where people are either going to go full bore, irreparable, cannot be saved from the cult. Yeah. To or finally breaking from it, yeah. and I think like meeting those people with grace and understanding, and having a one a tough love conversation, but also having grace mm -hmm. for their decisions, I think is necessary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's way harder, like you said, to admit your own shortcomings or faults in general, right? But then if somebody says like, "Hey, I voted for Donald Trump twice, and..." I realize now that that was a mistake and I'm not going to make it again for you to be, you know, not to shame that person or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there's an element of like, dude, it, I think the cult analogy is terrifyingly accurate. You either dive all in or you kind of step back and realize like, whoa, this went too far. Mm -hmm. And voting is such a personal thing for so many people. For sure. And in an age where politics has become so polarized, polarized, yeah. but so like. I identify myself. We we got to a point in this country, and I don't really know if you can pinpoint it, but we start, we there, there was a crossing of the Rubicon in terms of political identity in this mm -hmm. country where we used to identify ourselves as American. Yeah. Now we identify by that we we identify by who we voted for in the last election. Yeah. We identify each other that way and we identify ourselves mm. that yeah. way. And that has such a powerful I think that has such a powerful effect on how we see each other. Yeah. And I think that when, when, and, and it, that has such a, tr like a trickle down tribal effect mentally in, in people. And I think when, when you talk about, I think when you talk about like Trump voters, yeah, there is, I think there is such a reluctance there because like, this is my identity. I made this identity yes. over, over, over really six years. You are saying all the things I've been hearing in cults lately, Jake. Like you, you've made a commitment, right? In some cults, it's monetary because mm -hmm. you're trying to level up or you're trying, you, you have a belief that paying this money and taking these classes will, and you're investing in yourself, mm -hmm. your community. Yeah. You are, you are, you are giving everything you have to make the world a better place, to make you a better place. Mm -hmm. And then to realize that maybe you got conned. That's a, may, that's a hard that's thing. Tough. That is a hard personal quest that every individual person has to do. Yeah. Which is why a tough love conversation where it's like, I'm not going to have a bias to fairness. I'm sorry. Nothing that that guy yeah. stood for. I'm not going to pretend that it's that I'm not going to try to both sides that. Yeah. There is, there is hardly anything that that guy stood for that you could say is good. Yeah. Yeah. 
but you got to admit it yeah. because if you excuse some of the cult behavior, yeah. you're giving license for that for that to become normalized. Yeah. Nothing about Donald Trump should be normalized. Right. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing about the way he does politics, nothing about the way he carries himself as a human being in society yeah. should be normalized. But, but I get he's a tough I, guy. But I get I just I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's hard. But it's work that's got to be done. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to lose our democracy. So, yeah, this is going to be interesting next few months here. Well, I mean, if if the if the Colorado Supreme Court does find him, does disqualify him, that's going to get, uh, that's going to, that's automatically going to go to the Supreme Court. The Supreme yeah. Court will weigh in on that. Yeah. Like that is that is a novel concept. The Supreme Court will take jurisdiction yeah. of. And if they and if they rule, I can't imagine they will. Especially if insurrection is not the crime charged. I, I would imagine that they won't. Yeah. Um, so then I, I guess the next roadblock is, um, does he get beat in the primary? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, the way that the, even if he, because with the way it's weird, like the way that, so the, Mar, the right now the January 6th insurrection trial is set up to be, uh, to try be tried. Uh, the trial date is going to be March 4th. Yeah. That's like after Super Tuesday, so most of the delegates will all, if Trump is leading as he should be in most mm-hmm. of these states, majority of the delegates should already be allotted to Trump. The way that the Republican, uh, the, back in 1968, they changed how the Republican delegation, uh, how delegates are assigned. There's almost no way that they could take the nomination from him, mm-hmm. even if he is convicted. Because the, the uh, more than likely, the trial will take you know th- four to six weeks. Uh, by the time the verdict comes down, if he's found guilty... At that point, it'll probably be in early May. The uh, the aren't the Republican National Convention, where like he would formally become the nominee, uh, is in uh, early June. So you could be talking about a convicted felon out on release, pending sentencing, becoming the nominee. The nominee, and there's nothing the RNC can do about it, and there's nothing in the Constitution barring him from running for president. He wouldn't be able to vote in the election in which he is running for president. And we have seen every like all these presidents go in and do the the symbolic voting. Mm-hmm. And he legally cannot would not be able to, if found guilty. Yeah, he saw as the presumption of innocence. Right, 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 right. He but would if not found, be able to. But if found guilty, he would not be able to vote for himself, or if he voted for Biden. <laughs> Biden, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he would not be able, like. I really don't want to be president yeah. again and vote for yeah. Biden. Uh, the um. Maybe he's in he, his own He wouldn't cult. be able to vote. That's great to think about that. He wouldn't be able to vote in yeah. an election in which he was running. Yeah. He would be he would be constitutionally barred yeah. from voting in an election, but he could still be president. That's wild. <sighs> We're living crazy times, dude. Yeah, it's wild. Um all right. Well, we'll be back with more next week. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye. First of all, we must face the truth. We are at a turning point in our history. There are two paths to choose. One is a path I've warned about tonight, the path that leads to fragmentation and self-interest. Down that road lies a mistaken idea of freedom, the right to grasp for ourselves some advantage over others. That path would be one of constant conflict between narrow interest ending in chaos and immobility. 
It is a certain route to failure. All the traditions of our past, all the lessons of our heritage, all the promises of our future point to another path. The path of common purpose, that path leads to true freedom for our nation and ourselves. We can take the first steps down that path. I do not promise you that this struggle will be easy. I do not promise a quick way out of our nation's problems. When the truth is that the only way out is an all-out effort. These changes did not happen overnight. They've come upon us gradually over the last generation. Years that were filled with shocks and tragedy. Little by little, we can and we must rebuild our confidence. I will do my best, but I will not do it alone. Let your voice be heard. And for the sake of our nation, it is time for us to join hands. Let us commit ourselves together to a rebirth of the American spirit. Working together, we cannot fail. Thank you and good night.